All right, welcome. Hi, and good evening, and good afternoon, and good day to you, everyone. Welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are bringing you Transformers news from around the world into Australia, and sometimes Australian news out of Australia and exporting it to the world, although the exchange rate's not that good for us doing that, and that's kind of weird. This is episode 180. We are recording live on Friday, February the 1st, 2019. It is now the second month of 2019, and I've only just caught up on the first. Uh, this episode, we will be talking about new movie Masterpiece figures and a few... Uh, Few other masterpiece figures as well because it, it turns out mp44 is going to uh, come to kill your wallets if you are listening from the us as well and he's bringing his friends botbots is becoming a little bit more than a toy line as well all that and more coming up after this Right, hello and welcome to the show. This is episode 180. I am Jason. Joining me this week, we have Ash coming to us from Tasmania. You have been recently announced as one of the few places in Australia that is not getting 5G from Optus. How do you feel about that? No, oh, it's okay. Tasmania is busy burning down anyway, so... Why yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give 5G to the state that's burning away? It's fine. <laughs> it's quite true. Uh, coming, to us, coming to us from Adelaide in South Australia. Max, how are you doing? I'm doing uh, pretty right. Thank you. Yourself? Uh, I am. I'm doing. I don't know. He's, doing. He's doing. Yeah, yeah. I am doing. He's in uh, the grand process of existing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 I am. A noble pursuit, if it were any other. Uh, look, despite the high cost of living, it still remains popular, um, is a thing that I believe I should probably say at this point. Well, especially if you're in Sydney. Uh, yes, actually, <laughs> I, look, I, will just, I will just point out I'm. I'm actually really happy tonight, as opposed to last week. Last week, when I was sitting here doing the podcast, um, I I even had a little USB powered fan. Like, just ch check it, check it. It's actually a fan with a USB plug attached to it to power it. Does it belt um, out enough air to actually keep you cool in any way, shape, or form? Uh, it look, I was not cool. Um, but that has nothing to do with the temperature of the fan. Um, like it's okay. But uh, this week, Sydney had Sydney had this thing go through last week that they called the southerly last week yesterday that they called the southerly buster. And what it, people were people were almost blown over uh, at train stations and blown off bicycles as the thing rolled through <laughs> rolled through town. Today it was a much more comfortable twenty five degrees, and as I walked home from dinner tonight, I was cold. So we we've we've gone. Did you from, get busted by the buster? I, I I I did. I did. It was quite thrilling. It's my thrill for the week. Why do weather um, effects get such hilarious names? We get all these ridiculous like Hurricane Irma and all this other stuff, and then you get the Southerly Buster. It well, sounds like exactly you get in a restaurant. The Southerly Buster. This it's it's a cool I'm change. Confused. It was a cool Cold change. Spot but, that apparently abused yeah. people on bicycles. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. It was, it, was, it was a cold front that um, stalked people on bicycles as they rode from uh, Sutherland Shire into, <laughs> into Sydney. Um, but no, look, it was, um, it's, it's made Sydney quite comfortable and I hope it continues for the weekend because uh, I, I feel like just it was just a couple of weeks ago that uh, all of us were sitting here on Friday nights going, oh, God, it's, it's stinking hot. <laughs> we can't deal with it and uh yeah no tonight it's tonight's quite comfortable quite easy to deal with it's a good feeling it's a good feeling to finally be in temperatures that are not making parts of your body stick to other parts of your body yeah yeah mm. look um uh, it's nice to it's nice to have a temperature that doesn't make my transformers melt it's it's nice to not, to not be physically in pain to go outside mm, absolutely absolutely Right. Um, so, look, that, that that covers off what's been going on for the week. I don't know. Don't really know much of uh, what else has been happening, but um, I think we should probably get into some Transformers news. What do you guys think? Fantabulous. I'm always good for that. We're going to move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from Vi Yonder? First up, uh, we 
don't often talk about comics news uh, on on the show, and um, we Sorry. look generally Max and I are pretty happy to talk about comics news, and uh, we tend to leave everyone else in our dust when we do so. This is not necessarily a comic story, but uh, IDW has announced that uh, they're taking some selected Transformers packaging out that they they previously released a book called uh, Legacy, which featured a lot of um, a lot of Transformers packaging, and uh, and so they're taking selected parts of that and they're releasing them as uh, lithographs for. Uh, I think it's coming out at about forty dollars, and it should be should oh, be coming great. pretty soon to a comic store near you. So you can grab all these lithographs and you can frame them and you can put them up on your wall. So like, there's a, there's a lot of adoration in the Transformers community for the artwork that used to be on the back of all of our um, Transformers boxes. They don't quite. They don't quite do the same thing these days. Like we do, we do have artwork on the boxes, but um, it's like it's a little bit different. Maybe a little bit more generic, but maybe it's just us remembering our childhood. But um, oh my goodness, like, the, the the example we've got up here, it's got some of the G one, some of the G one box art plus the nineteen ninety Action Masters package. Back. This is aggressively G one. This is yeah. aggressively awkwardly G one in the most fantastic way. It's the, uh, it's the very. Green. It's the I'm basically Ultraman uh, Optimus Prime with uh, hands that look like a human's hands with like knuckles drawn on. And not only that, but you always have to make sure that you have your faction symbol on the back of your fist. So I, I guess so if you backhand Megatron, they know who's talking to them. It's just, I so love the, the thing I love about this artwork is actually the uh, extreme forced perspective of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But this is all. This was also. This is some of the earliest box art that we're looking at here, and so mm. there was a much more. Um, this this is you know before the cartoon existed as well, and so like they they didn't have anything to go off. This is this is pretty much them trying to make sort of a, a giant animated version of the toy. This was them literally the yeah drawing is based off the toy. I mean you can see in the classic Optimus Prime kind of artwork is obviously they have his forearms have the massive wheel arches chopped out of them, and the fact that his hands look like those weird organic human hands is again based off the original toy with the weirdly organic looking human hands that you know <laughs> pop through his headlights. I feel like Transformers all all have weirdly organic looking human hands. Yeah, I think a lot they of that sort of discrepancy just comes from you know the very up in the air and um, ill-defined nature of the early days of the franchise where it's just still sorting out who exactly was what. Yeah. And, and it, uh, it, how it, they'd appear in a fiction versus the toys. It's that very, very interesting uh, case of this is a one-to-one -one representation of let's take the toy and draw it with more detail to create the artwork, which movie executives are terrified of if they do that this is what their film will look like and this is why the 2007 film was so different is because they thought that this is the optimus prime that they'd get if they went too close to the toys <laughs> they flew close too close to the sun now i have to say i i seem to recall that um about a year ago sometime in the last year on the podcast we were talking about some kind of a Pack or maybe it was something that someone posted in one of the um one of the discussion threads. I'm pretty sure that I've seen a dress up kit that has gloves like this and the gun because the gun very famously does not look like Prime's gun at all. No, as the toy is this little pistol that looks like a look like a shrunk down version of a Panzer Shrek because it's just got the big sort of tubular end. It's basically Secret Agent Prime. Yeah, which is fantastic in its own right, to be honest. It is. Now, so I'm pretty sure that I've seen this as a kit of some kind. It might have even been something that was given out in a show bag. Mm, that, would, that would pretty much hit the budget point directly on the head. I know, right? Like, you know, toy gun, toy gun and a glove. What more can you want? I still got to say, there's not enough love being given to a Sunstreaker behind Optimus Prime, effectively doing the worm in space while blasting his shoulder cannons, while Prowl appears to explode behind him. Yeah, isn't, isn't Prowl just being like shot out of the sky? But that's okay because we all know Prowl <laughs> is a bit of a prick, right? Yeah, but, but I mean, he, he's also flying when he has no right to fly. Obviously, getting shot. Well, look, but they they can all fly in the in the box art, and isn't that the greatest thing about imagination? <laughs> can, we, can we give some attention while we are looking at this artwork? Can we give some attention to the Action Masters packaging back? Oh, you mean, I mean you mean helicopter Bumblebee in all of his glory? Yeah, yeah. Had, uh, so this, this, this is Hero Bumblebee. Yes, yeah, remember the old, the old Atari back game? As a flame toys kit now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, out of all things to be resurrected. Also notable, that. but also notable for Megatron converting his arm cannon 
exactly as is into a um into a regular laser gun. into regular gun he's just attached, regular gun. <laughs> yeah he's just attached the 3.5 mil post uh, onto it, um, it looks ever so slightly unwieldy yeah yeah like like it does but also like i yeah i i could kind of see myself wielding that these are the kinds of things that await you in uh in this uh in, in this set which is uh it's called uh the the transformers package art portfolio um so look i'm really tempted to get some of these and put them up on the wall i don't know if i would frame them um like fra framing this many things can get really expensive um maybe i'll frame some important ones but um yeah, no. I, I, I think it's I, retro and classic looking enough that if you do frame it and put it in your house, even people that don't understand Transformers probably just immediately assume that it's an old piece of art that must be preserved in some way. Yeah, yeah. It, it does give off the appearance of being. You know, it looks like a piece of history. You know, it's not. <laughs> it's not purely. Oh, this is just a thing for Transformers fans. It's like, you know, it's a. You know, quite old little. Um, it, it evokes a different time. It does. It, it does. A lot of the uh, a lot of the classic packaging art does. That, just um, to confirm, that is Thunderclash coming through the Action Masters one, right? With just I, the massive truck just blasting through the other. I Action don't Masters believe it is. I actually believe it might be Optimus Prime's Action Master um, ah. truck. Did he have a truck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. So Optimus Prime as an Action Master had a truck that you could um, connect him with to play. So what? He drove a truck. Yeah, he, yeah, he drove a truck. Optimus Prime drove a truck. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, uh, you know, nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. What do you got against truck drivers? Nothing wrong against them. Just say it, it's isn't it? It's a bit odd. It's like a human climbing inside of another human to pilot it. <laughs> no, but the, so the, but the, the thing, right? As, as action masters, they tended to give the uh, they, they tended to give the figures something that was vaguely reminiscent of their old alt mode, because um, like Prowl had the police bike, you know. Ah yes, um, and Bumblebee had a helicopter, of course. Well, you know, make him into a bee and he flies, <laughs> right? They weren't all hits. No, wow, yes. they, they weren't. They weren't all. They weren't all hits. You're right. Indeed, I have pulled up the uh, Action Masters armored convoy, which is Optimus Prime with his truck accessory. Absolutely incredible. Just I mean, in case, personally... in case Prime is not truck enough for you, you could buy an Optimus Prime that drives a truck. I mean, I find that exceptionally strange because it is coming from obviously the realm of Transformers. The dude who turns into a truck no longer turns into a truck. He is a dude who drives a truck. Yeah. But all the components are still there. Just the transformation isn't. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. It, it allowed them to make some very cheap action figures. Yeah. So at this point, I need to ask, uh, I need to ask Max, Ash, what's your take on Action Masters? Yay or nay, are they allowed in the franchise? Uh, I don't care. I love them for only one reason, and that was just the ridiculous ad that they had, remember? Was that the one with the transforming kid's head? The transforming kid's head was in all of them, but it was the one where Optimus Prime goes, "Who will give up the power to transform to become stronger, faster, more alive?" <laughs> that's, more that's alive. Last part. That's yeah, what more he alive. did. That's what he did. And then, yeah, it demonstrated that you'd no longer transform, but you could punch Decepticons in the fast way harder. But oh no, the Decepticons have that technology too. It's it's just look the Transformers over the course of their like have a. Have a, I was reading Transformers Historia during the week. It's like a 12, mil, 12 million year written history. They've got such an unfortunate track record of simultaneous invention. Whenever one faction sure. gets some technology, the other one does as well. Like it's just, it, it's, it's shocking. It is precisely. Now I, I've actually linked the ad. We have to share this with people later, but it is literally the words are stronger, faster, more alive. I've quoted it verbatim. That's not, not me. Are, are you sure it's yeah. not a Daft Punk song? No, <laughs> I mean, it could very well say, be. How, how are you going to prove it's not? Like, look, if you're going to if you're going to like combine Transformers with a music act, surely it'll be Daft Punk, right? Mm, yeah, there you go, yeah. there you go. But yes, stronger, faster, more alive. Fair enough, and I think that might be the episode title as well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see whether or not Brad realizes this uh, conversation took place when he edits it. Excellent. All right. Let's move on. Uh, one other piece of IDW news this week. Uh, we are starting to see information trickle out about uh, what 
what AW's rebooted Transformers will look like. Mm. And we do have a uh, we do have a new artist on uh, cover duties. Uh, Indeed, she is quite familiar to those of us who hang out in the uh, the Transformers sphere on Twitter. Uh, we are talking about Coralus, uh, who is uh, also better better known as Umi Ma- Umi Miao. Um, not Umi sure. Meow. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've pronounced her surname properly. Um, no, Umi Meow, you got it right. Yeah, and uh, so this is cover artwork, although it is presented in sort of a bit of a squared off um, form, and it does look like uh, there's some kind of investigation happening for some kind of uh, artifact that uh, Prowl's got his uh, Prowl's got his uh, cyber cyber magnifying glass out to uh, mm-hmm. inspect and get a closer look at. Well, Bumblebee is, of course panicked about something that's going on off <laughs> off panel Find I'm, out I'm, yeah look, look I'm, I'm i'm really happy to um i'm really happy to see uh see more of coralus's work anywhere um like I, I still don't really know what to make of the uh the re- rebooted idw continuity um have you so i i've actually read um i've read it read some uh comics over the course of the week have you read the bumblebee one shot that's um called win if you dare i have not but i'm very interested to know more it is quite interesting because um like it's kind of like the nearest thing to a preview of what a rebooted idw transformers could well be it's um uh, in a in a way it's almost kind of what we're afraid of right it's they very it's a very simplified plot transformers and autobots and decepticons fighting on earth and um bumblebee gets injured and then goes off and meets a human and has an adventure and uh, ends up fighting off the combaticons but i thought i thought it was quite interesting where i thought it was quite interesting plot wise where um it's sort of all you know autobots and decepticons lying low on earth and sort of the early days of their war on the planet mm. except the the humans know full well that decepticons exist um and so when they actually uh when the decepticons actually reveal themselves the humans are just like yeah no shit no this is you're the reason we've been developing a super weapon <laughs> i think that's actually a fantastic plot point it's it's the most it's just like the most realistic approach to it honestly. yeah yeah, yeah absolutely exactly. like, it kind of it kind of feels like to me they sort of went oh, let's try let's sort of borrow the nick fury thing from avengers is like you know sure but whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah, look, it, it's 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 an interesting thing it's because it's actually like an original graphic novel it's quite long um and um like not uh, not unenjoyable uh and you like you can order off amazon for 15 16 bucks so um, I'll having a look yeah. at, and there was a, um, like a filler, you know, in between. Yeah, um, it's just sort of like it's, it's a little mini adventure. Um, it's not connected to anything else, but it's just something to tide you over. Hmm. It's a way of reminding you, like, hey, we're still here. We're not going anywhere. See you in a couple of months. Yeah. Yep. Transformers still exists. It's exactly. being printed. You can buy it. You can read it. It's good. Exactly. Hmm. Right. See, I have no issue with a major reboot happening, if only just because the last couple of IDW things, in a good way were really crazy adventures. Hmm. Everything that happened on the Lost Light, what happened with Cybertron was incredible. And it's sort of a case of when you fall into that rut of where do we go from here, that can be an issue for writers and everyone else. A reboot's not necessarily a bad thing. It can also be a refresh. Oh, yeah, it definitely did get quite continuity heavy towards the end. Yeah. To the point where I think it really actually was the biggest attracting factor from the climax of the entire series in Unicron. Hmm. So I'm glad that, you know, they're having a chance to, you know, take a take a unencumbered stab at writing some new stories. And the baseline is that as long as each time you redo something is better than the last, you're on the right track. I I, I tend to agree. Like I, I've I've been saying for a year now that the upcoming reboot is possibly you know not not really a bad thing. Like everyone's everyone's you know sad that Lost Lights going you know ending and ended. But Lost Light doesn't go away. You can pick that up and read it anytime you want. And, um, you know, as, as callous as it sounds, uh, James Roberts has had his time on the stage. Now it's, <laughs> now it's someone else's turn. What else could he possibly do? Oh, look, he can, I'm, I'm sure he can do plenty. He's, he's made a legion of fans from his work. Um, and, you know, it's, it's time for someone else to tell their story. We'll see how we go. Yeah, and it's just it's always worth mentioning the fans that when something gets rebooted, it doesn't mean that the old media that you ex- you enjoyed has been deleted. It's not gone. It's just bookended. 
It exists. Yeah. It's there. And you can enjoy it as much as you like. Give it to your friends. Let them enjoy it too. It's fine. It just means that there's new stories being told now and you can enjoy those too. It's fine. So I think it's really interesting to note uh, that a reboot of things is not a bad thing and the, the things that came before don't necessarily go away. Mm-hmm. As we consider the next story, which is the uh, the reveal, we've we've heard yeah. about it for a while, the reveal of Masterpiece Movie, MPM 08 Megatron, the uh, 2007 Transformers style um, pile of shrapnel. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> As, a, as I demonstrated in an absolutely hilarious skit video, you too can make your own Studio Series Megatron at home using simply tinfoil or any other any other metallic bag and then just crumple it up, and there you go. But, I mean, all jokes aside, it is an exceptionally faithful recreation of the 2007 Megatron, which he was imposing, he was large, he had a design. That's the most I can say about it. This, this is... Me- Me- Megatron was a character that definitely existed. <laughs> Definitely was in the movie and mm-hmm. he existed as a character, yes. And I mean, from what I've seen, it's this is a pretty ridiculous. Like, it's one of those cases where you see the alt mode, you see the bot, and I can't really tell how the engineering works. I mean, there's a few I mean, things. I, I can tell from this. I can tell. Looking at that from that, from that, to that like, I can see that. Images that now make me feel like a real fool. <laughs> I think a better always... example would definitely be oh, Jay. That, that's but... actually it. There's two images I've got. Oh, yeah, there's sorry. more. There's more in the next story. If you want to bump over to that, yeah, this is true. So uh, this was not the only. There's not the only NPM reveal that came to us this week. Uh, the next is the one that has had the most jokes told about it over the course of the week, even though they are literally the same joke repeated over and over again. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, make a yeah. wish. That's that's a Transformers fan base for you. Yeah, uh, yes. Look, I, I'm guilty about a lot of that as well. Uh, so uh, there is to go with the uh, new masterpiece movie Megatron. There is also a masterpiece movie Jazz, um, who does come to pieces, uh, just so that you can faithfully recreate that scene from Transformers the movie, where Jazz got ripped in half by Megatron, as seen by this. Uh, yeah, by this photo. And then Megatron. Yeah, Megatron has. Uh, all spike accessory and a removable chest piece. You can replicate his death as well. So these figures right. both have gimmicks to replicate this, replicate the scenes where they die. Well, at the same time, though, you also got to take into consideration when you get a figure. Usually, what they'll do is they'll do some kind of character-defining accessory to make it interesting. You know, you get things like Bumblebee comes with his super cool, you know, wrist blade from the Bumblebee film. Is that a way of saying that the only interesting thing that happened to Jazz in the is that he died? That he died, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like the only other thing I can think of that he did in that film was where this looks like a cool place to kick it, and then sat on a car. <laughs> that was it. And then he did a backflip as well. Yeah, that was about it. Now, I mean, look, look, I, I, I just want to point out, like, the, I just want to point out the Megatron shots that we're looking at here. They do look really good, right? Like, yeah, like I mean, the color palettes, right? The there's there's just a, there's just enough there's just I, enough menace. There's just this enough figure. sort of coppery bronze sprinkled amongst him to actually make him look interesting, which I'm absolutely positive he did not have that kind of color palette in the movie. I believe you are correct. So the toy makers have just sort of gone, well, this is how we looked in the film, and if we just put in 10% more interest, suddenly he's a good figure. I think, that, I think that's, that pretty much sums up Studio Series, though. Mm. Which is good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with this. With somebody wanting this figure, that's fine. I mean, this this isn't Studio Series. This is a masterpiece figure, isn't it? This is MPM. Uh, uh, yes, no. So you're sorry. You're right. It is. It oh, is. Good. My, sorry. MPM, I was gonna yeah. say, if this is Studio Series, I'm just my mind's been blown because. Oh uh, no, no, it's all right. I'm 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 all over the place because we do have Studio Series coming up later on. We do indeed. <laughs> But yes, so uh, you can relive the iconic moment between Jazz and Megatron where Jazz says, you are a piece of me. And then the greatest <laughs> joke in the world, no, I want two. <laughs> Snap, Jazz. All uh, right. Yeah, um, so, so I thought this was going to have more photos of Jazz in it, this, um, no. this story. But um... <laughs> Even then, they sort of have the <laughs> extreme close of him being torn in half. Oh, there we go. Kind of it. Here we go. You've even got Jazz's strange shield gun. Yeah, whatever that is, I guess it's his shield right, gun. Weird, same sort of thing as Rhinox in Beast Wars. Mm. It's yeah, like I rag on that on the Megatron design a lot, but this I love the look of this jazz and the mm. figure here just replicates it so perfectly. There's a 
this is, this is possibly one of the the most uh, J- jazz was one of the characters that actually most evoked his g1 likeness yeah and it's not even mm. just that he's g1 but and he has that sort of he has a dis- he has like a really distinctive design of in the movie right it's yeah. coherent has a nice easily identifiable silhouette he moves differently to the rest of the characters so it makes him quite yeah, it makes him really distinct amongst the other amongst the rest of the cast and it looks like some good engineering in there as well. Because looking at him, obviously, you can see some cues to the alt mode in his just, you know, bot form. Obviously, he's got the iconic sort of front grill chest. You can see there's some tires hidden really far up in his shoulders. It looks like it's going to be a very interesting transformation. Most of the NPMs are, aren't they? For the most part, they're pretty good. I mean, I, I know that there's a couple of uh, irritating parts. I know that the new, uh, the new Bumblebee, apparently, to quote somebody, is a joyless mess. I've heard that Bumble- neither Bumblebee nor Ironhide are very good at all. Apparently, Ironhide is a similar case of if you can get all those panels back where they're supposed to be, you actually get mailed a medal. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, Jazz looks like an exceptional movie masterpiece. I don't buy movie masterpieces, but I would come close for him specifically. Maybe Revenge of the Fallen Megatron. If, if someone... Uh, so you, you don't buy movie masterpiece figures, but if someone was to give this to you, you would not throw it away. No, Correct. I would transform it, and I would put it in the dark corner of my house. Still on display, but just in the dark corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. mm. It's on display where it cannot be seen. Yes. <laughs> it comes with a running Sam holding the old spark. It comes <laughs> with the funniest part of the whole thing. It comes with realistic action, get to the building Sam Witwicky. Plus, it comes with... Do you reckon he fun. screams? No. Oh. Get to the building he, uh, max he, max he doesn't even have a mouth he, he's not screaming anytime soon <laughs> he's also like, got horrible he, no mouth, but he, must he scream. is exceptionally yellow he looks like a simpsons character that's <laughs> true he also does appear to be walking like an egyptian <laughs> which is perhaps more appropriate for revenge of the fallen <laughs> it's just a, a strange inclusion of like the least likable human character in the franchise. Just, actually, no, no, I know, I know what he's doing. Right, he's actually he's actually the logo from Portal. <laughs> he is. He's like looks like a stick figure running it. But again, it speaks volumes about how much respect was given to Jazz in the film that the only other accessory that he comes with as a character defining piece, apart from his own severed spinal cord, is running Sam Witwicky holding the All Spark. <laughs> Uh, I, I think it's I think it's big volumes that they didn't actually license Shia LaBeouf's image for it. <laughs> In fact, they've literally left it as a blank canvas. I think we, they should have put an emoji on his face. Yes, yes. Which one? It, literally anyone. Well, I will vote for, the poo, I'll vote for the poo emoji. Poo emoji. There we go. Yeah. Segway. Excellent. All right. A little bit of news about the looming release of the wallet-destroying wealth. Staying in the realm of Masterpiece figures, but moving away from the films, as it were. Uh, Yes, much like you said. Yes. You need to obviously call your bank and tell them just to, you know, tighten the locks because this thing hates your money. Well, no, it loves your money. It just loves taking it off you. Um, It It wants to empty it. Yes. So we are talking, talking, in case you can't tell if you're listening to the podcast, uh, we are talking about MP44, Masterpiece Convoy 3.0 is coming to the US and Canada Mm. and possibly other territories as well as uh, Masterpiece Optimus Prime The 3. Thank you, Hasbro Toy Group. For that it has a list price of 450 US dollars, a little bit, a little bit more than what we've all paid if we pre ordered it from Takara. Um, and uh, it will be in shops, so we are looking at the uh previews solicitation for it. Uh, it will be in shops on September the 4th, 2019, so that's a little over eight months from now. If you, I mean, like if you if you put away like you know, what. what 20 bucks a week or 30 dollars a week or so like you might be able to <laughs> buy it in the Maybe. far future yes and in, in the fullness of time yeah but i mean it's one of those things it's it's a it's masterpiece collecting isn't a hobby for people that want to save money that's true oh, look i actually think the most interesting thing about this is the fact that um they are going to be they'll obviously be producing enough of them to release it worldwide it will be um 
it will be much the same. And I think this is probably a good thing to segue into the next story. It will be, it will be much the same as its Japanese release with a very, very stylish slip-on cover from, uh, from Hasbro. Stylish. Yeah. So people that aren't familiar, a slip cover is quite literally a cover that goes over the top of an existing thing. You might be familiar with hardcover books sort of having that lovely sleeve of color and imagination and, you know, excitement on top of it. However, for some particular reason, when it comes to the Takara Tomy, <laughs> this is the Western release, uh, Hasbro has managed to blow out all the black ink in their printing presses by creating what is effectively a box that is entirely black with a white writing that has in big letters what the MP is, and then just some little text just saying, yes, this is an authentic product as you would find in Japan. Yeah, yeah that's oh, what that's as, as sold in Japan, <laughs> yes. And, like, it's, it's really odd. Like, I know that in some cases, like, you know, a release from Japan gets different, you know, package art or a slipcover in the US, if only just to try and... It sort of makes more sense. You know, some things make more sense in Japan and they need to sort of be dialed down and changed so for a Western release. This is just weird. It's like a certificate of authenticity with literally no flair. You know, you know what though? There's a couple of things. There's a couple of things out of this story that get me right. Mm. First of all, this has been classed as a slipcase by. Oh, it's been said to be a slipcase. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Let's just hit, I'll hit the microphone there. Don't abuse it, microphones. Okay. Don't do it's, it. said, it's said to be a slipcase, but it's very clearly a box because it has an air, it has a, like an edge with a flap. On it. So, mm. if this is a slipcase, it's actually a complete containing box that is designed to sit around the MP17 box. Now, it's mm. a masterpiece car. Like those don't have very big boxes. So maybe, maybe for the smaller masterpieces, there will just be boxes that they stick the other things inside. But I have a theory that this is actually going to this is actually going to replace the entire box. And I think they'll take the inner bubble out and I think they'll ship the inner bubble inside these boxes in the US. Maybe it's just cheaper. Or maybe in a complete surprise to everybody, when held under a black light, this box actually has a secret <laughs> message that says this is an official product if you rip off artists. Not a KO. Look, I, I think I think the other thing that we should note here is that uh, Hasbro has been falling way behind on masterpiece releases They're, they haven't been keeping pace with takara over the last few mm -hmm. years um i think they i think they fell behind somewhere around in fact i think prowl or prowl or um blue streak or silver streak might have been one of the last releases that I they actually silver made. Streak, just based off my own purchasing habits hmm. Hmm. and so so what they used to do is they used to repackage the figure they used to put their own inner bubble they used to create their own box art that still had a bit of japanese text on it um but they and the hasbro masterpiece boxes were actually quite nice they had they had quite a nice design to them but they've been largely absent for the last couple of years they 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 re-released uh, they re-released optimus prime in that style packaging i think last year or the year before they did sound well with all these cassettes that these are just re-releases of existing figures right they're just repackaging stuff and a lot of the a lot of the takara tomi autobot cars have never come out um most of the seekers have never come out i mean look hasbro's never even released masterpiece megatron they probably never will in fact but um no things like yeah, yeah no it makes me very mad Thing, things like Ultra Magnus, Ratchet, Ironhide, these haven't had Western, they haven't had official Western releases, but everyone's got them, of course, because everyone imports them from uh, from Hasbro Asia. But actually getting these things onto store shelves in the West is something it's, it's, it's kind of beholden on Hasbro to really just sort of pick up the slack and do this. And we've seen, we've seen a deeper collaboration with, uh, between Hasbro and Takara in the last year or so with like Power of the Primes and now with Siege figures. Yeah, and absolutely. so it's really kind of a case of like Hasbro is just pulling their finger out and just going, yeah, actually all these upcoming Masterpiece releases, we, like we actually need to, we need to actually, you know, make some money off these things um, to stop them being $450 for God's sake. Um, but yeah, they they need to they need to make some money off these uh, off these figures rather than just selling them in one territory and distributing them through Hasbro Asia. Um, they they need to get them on shelves in other countries. Yeah, it's appreciated by all those audiences. Absolutely, yeah, it feels like a missed opportunity almost. Yeah, yeah, it it totally is. It has been for a long time. Um, the fact that there's no parity between the the ranges and and now, amusingly and amusingly, we're like we we used to have Hasbro's own MP. 
naming convention. Yep. Um, and now they've abandoned that and they're just using Takara's MPs. So, you know, someone someone at Hasbro has done the numbers and figured that at around 17, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> they, they can't count past that point, yeah. apparently. So Takara's they're going to release MP17 Plus and MP44. <laughs> Who cares? You know what? They've actually become a third party. Oh my god! Like, like that—that's—that's that's the order in which third-party release their figures. <laughs> if, if They'll backfill it later. Fans' toys after seeing how popular their masterpiece, the likes have gotten. Yeah, but uh, I mean, like we've seen, we've seen um, Ocular Max figures from uh, MMC over the last few years, and I think they got—they've gotten up to like ten or twelve. They're just about to bring out their RC. She's a PS04. Oh, good. That, that makes sense. Just, like, just cool. Yeah. We missed we missed four along the way. Sorry, guys. Here she is. Sorry, yeah, I, go I, on. I hope you weren't paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Just for, they just assume people can't count. That's it. Um, they're actually oddly correct on that front. Hmm. Let's move on. We do have a little bit of studio series news. This one is a this one is a text based story. My apologies. Indeed, um, there is a r- rumored. A rumored listing of Studio Series Wave 7 and Wave 8, which uh, now that we put it in is proven to be fake according to the update on the page. So yeah, that, we'll, just, we'll just get gradually oh, moved. Some people, do, some people do get upset because um, yeah, some of the Studio Series leaks were referencing figures like The Fallen, for example, which a lot of people kind of want and they missed and he's such a unique design, all the rest of it. So Why? just because people who like the films like the things that are interesting in the films. And I mean, we're going to drop this anyway. Yeah, something that's interesting yeah, cool. doesn't necessarily mean it's good. I'll just put it that way. So, you know, yeah. Plus here, sound wave from the films. Yes. I would take a studio series of him because he was kind of cool and mean looking. He looks scary, dude. He does. He looks honestly like he has like vampire teeth. It was cool. There is a uh, there is a new studio series thirty nine. It is, and the reason I have left this story in tonight is that I want to ask: How do you pronounce the name of this character? Because I Cogman. It, Cogman? So Cogman. So I would before the movie I would say Cogman, but now that I've seen the movie, Cogman. Yeah. Now now that I've seen the movie, I feel like it's disrespectful to Anthony Hopkins if I don't say Cogman. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Anthony Hopkins died. For us to use the phrase Cockman, okay? It's exactly. true. It's true. He's, uh, Hannibal Lecter died so that Cockman can live. <laughs> I'm having a Cockman for dinner. <laughs> but what yes. does it taste like? Obviously, it, 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 clockwork parts. I had no problem with the idea of a steampunk transformer that was like a man, but I don't know where him turning into a car came from. Yes. So, um, as pointed out uh, earlier, earlier before the show began, uh, Ash, you're puzzled by this release. Yeah, I'm puzzled because I know for a fact that this studio series is just the deluxe that was released earlier, just with better paint apps. Haven't, haven't they done this before in studio series, though? I don't, I don't know. I, I honestly could have missed it. Because studio series is so focused on movie figures, I could have completely missed this. But I was always under the impression that studio series was a slightly more engineered version of a movie character and often slightly more screen accurate. I mean, fantastic example would be Voyage Brawl. Like, the dude looks like he does in the film, as Tank, as Bot. But this is literally the Cogman Deluxe that was released as part of The Last Night, but now in a studio series box. Except it wasn't that really released that well, was it? It wasn't really. It was released terribly. Do you know why I know it was released terribly? Because you were looking for it. My local reject shop has this on the shelf right now. <laughs> literally this figure at the reject shop. I can no, go there tomorrow and buy it. So if you look at the paint job of it, like it's kind of obvious why it was rejected, right? Yes. I mean, let's be clear. It's a very, like, not a very well-painted figure. The Studio Series just goes to show a little bit of better paint, some proper plastic and right in good areas can really make a figure look a great deal better. The Studio Series paint job is actually less accurate. Like, he was quite bright in the movie. but very bronze, if I remember correctly. They can't quite... You can't really replicate that with that dull grey Hasbro plastic. So no. it just comes out looking terrible. Whereas on the Studio Series 1, yes, it's a bit more inaccurate, but it looks so much nicer as a, as a figure. It is interesting. Like on yeah. screen at the moment, we do have the Studio Series figure on the left and the uh, Last Night. I, I almost said the Fallen Night. The, la- the Last Night Deluxe is on the right. And I got to say, I do like the gold highlights on the original release. But the rest of it uh, can mm. go and die on a fire. Yep. 
So, I mean, there is gold on the newer figure. I mean, it was a golden kind of bronzy kind of color. But he doesn't really have any of it in the areas that he expect. He does have it in the face, but there's none through the chest. The legs, as always, for some reason, just paint cannot appear to hit a Transformer's thighs. I think there might be a law against it. I don't know. But same thing here. You've got that same sort of dull, washed out, silver, finger quote, plastic. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, he um, was also a headmaster for no reason at all. So, so is, is this version of the figure still a headmaster? Yes, uh, it probably. is. If you continue through the pictures, there is actually a picture of the headmaster sitting in the driver's seat of the car. Yeah, well, they, he's not, mm. for no reason at all, like, they explicitly call him a headmaster in the movie. And, like, the way the toys were set up, it seemed like there was going to be a cut scene where he either hijacks Nigel dead body or rips his head off and steals that, but or combines with this body. One of those things, but it never eventuated. Stop talking it, about it, plot points that are interesting to me. It didn't even happen in a deleted scene. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so like it didn't happen. Like it wasn't going to happen. Thing. No. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, look, that's the thing that's going to happen. Um, Again, not an awful looking toy. Curious as to why it has to become. Look, the thing is, for me, Studio Series are slightly more expensive on the shelf. This figure didn't cost that much and the added paint and the scene in the box does not really justify adding 15 bucks to it so well, they're not, they're not 15 dollars more expensive are they i thought that the luxes were usually this like one 35. if you look up the original cogman release he was one of those hanger dudes that was just just like there he's, like he's one of those he like is one of those things that comes out in like the sort of quasi final wave of a line yeah and, so and he was quite he was distribution Literally boxing away, I thought he was a one-step changer. Yeah, he's he has um, what's his face? Uh, what whatever the um, Triggercon's name was from the other Titans Return. Mm, um, uh, yeah, same deal as him. Where wish, it's just wish. end of the line, you know, one new figure in a wave, and the wave gets really poorly distributed. Yep. All right, I'm going to move on to my favorite story of the week. Baby drift. Do, 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 do. Baby but it's not baby drift, though. Baby, it's baby scissor no, baby drift. Baby dinobots. Yeah, it's baby scissor drift coming with all new baby improved. Dinos. Baby yeah. dinosaurs. Again, things that, that were in that film for who does, who knows. I was, who too, actually I was too excited to sing on the podcast and I messed up the lyrics. Okay, it happens. Mm. <laughs> Why is drift the one who has the association with the baby dinobots when Varicol did, did was trying to kill them? He is a figure that is being released and they needed to use the molds. We've got to fill up the box. Now, tell me, the baby dinosaurs, were they previously released somewhere else? I can remember them being no, some kind of... This figure's just been floating around awaiting release. Oh, not the figure specifically. No, 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 so this baby dinobots. package here. So this drift with the dinobots package, I feel like it's been floating around for about a year now of just wait, awaiting release um, in some form or another. Like so baby weird. dinobots have not been commercially available before. No, this, this I is, have a sneaking suspicion that they were available in Japan. I thought no, there was something that was super exclusive, like in a the Japanese. Uh, yeah, it would have been... I think this guy came out... Like, no, he didn't. It must have been... I think this guy was originally slated to be a Comic-Con exclusive and it never came out. So... It, it, and <laughs> that he, he may was going to come with the dinobots. So... Whatever the case, this is the only place where I've ever um, uh, has seen release these Dinobot figures, uh, and it's the package here has been floating around for a very long time. Hmm. Hmm. Drift has a nice deco. He does. He actually has like quite it. a good look about him. It's, yeah. it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's panelicious, but that's just how it works. But it's still quite a tidy alt mode. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really is. Hmm. Um. I mean, I don't know if people are going to buy it specifically for the baby dinosaurs. Like, would people be interested in the baby dinos from the film? Were they a highlight? I Not feel really. like I, I feel like they intended to make them something, and then they realized that they couldn't really work them into anything in the movie. Ah, you mean like everything else in those movies? Mm -hmm. It was going I mean, to be for, something for else, and then it wasn't. Those movies, the um, the last night certainly had a fair bit going on. In about five years' time, Lorenzo de Bonaventura will get on stage and he's like, oh, we were going to do all this cool stuff with the last night, but we didn't get to, and then Bumblebee came in and took over. Yep. And it wasn't a pre—it wasn't a reboot. <laughs> it was a pre-boot. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. So, yeah, look, um, there's 
there's um, drifts robot mode with the uh, the junkyard backdrop. Mm. That's one of the things I really like about Studio Series is the fact that they do give you these nice pieces of cardboard in the box are, that do function as nice. backdrops. They could do with being slightly larger, but I think I'll take them. Fine. Look, we we love Transformers bot bots on this podcast. Um, Ash and I have uh, taken it upon ourselves to collect a few. Did you open up your second? Did you I open did. Up your second? What is he? I did. Uh, he he is a. I, I don't remember his name, but I know it was, it was absurd. He is like a milkshake, like a fast food milkshake. Oh, nice! I don't flip down that... visor, hands pop out, little legs, and the whole right. And the best thing is that when you flip down the visor to reveal his face, he's just got the happiest look on his face. He is thrilled to be a thick shake. Yeah, nice. What did okay, you cool. Um, I haven't got that one. I'm, thick shake. I'm, I'm sad now. Yeah, yeah I, so I so I do, I do not one. know his name off the top of my head. Unfortunately, I'll just I'll have to find him because I know he's off in the corner somewhere. Yeah, I do have one that turns into a shake, but um, his his face. Like if I can just uh, do this, I don't know if this works. Um, his uh, his face is anything but happy. Oh, that focus, is not him. Focus. Very well. Well, in that case, you have uh, laid down the gauntlet to me, Jason. Obviously, I have wireless headphones, so I can walk away from my computer. Retrieve him from one of my many Dettols and return thusly. Now, obviously, for the people listening at home and not watching this, what is happening here is I'm actually holding this little fella up oh, to the camera. Oh, nice. Yeah, and as okay. you can see, this is one of those old-style paper cups, red stripes wrong, and a straw sticking out of it. And then when you do a little flippy-do and whip out the arms and the legs, uh, I'm not going to whip out the legs right now, if only because they are very, very tight and exceptionally they will destroy my fingernails. But... You look, that is oh, one yeah, happy little yeah, fit check, man. He's, he's a cool, happy little dude. He's also wearing shades. I got to say, I reckon that dude might be more intended to be cola instead of a shake. A cola, you say? Huh? Yeah, Fair or enough. a soft drink, perhaps. Because um, like it's that kind of post-mix cup drink, you know, where you put the flat Yeah, I was going to say, are you, is yours specifically is a thick shake? Uh, I'm not sure, but like, so like, is... um. Let me flip the camera back here. He's uh, like you a his... thick shake or like a frozen Slurpee. He might be. He might be more of a Slurpee. Are you a yeah, Slurpee kind of guy? Uh, yeah. Well, so it, it's not Slurpee. It's not Slurpee Slurps, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Bobbots. Uh, Bobbots are evolving. They are becoming something more than just those uh, cute little robots that Ash and I have spent the last five minutes blithering on about, and. Uh, during the week, it became official that Transformers BotBots merchandise is starting to hit uh, with apparel and also hoodies and other things. And they all appeared on Amazon for pre-order. And they've uh, very... They have since vanished. Vanished off Amazon. Surprising so everyone. Yeah, we can't show you, especially the three of us, as we tried to load them up. Hmm. Because so, it was something um, we were going to discuss in length, but at the moment there was uh, there was T-shirts and other apparel coming out, so it was obviously something to indicate that Hasbro is really, you know, embracing the whole idea of it, considering the amount of money they spent on copywriting all the characters' names. But it's just more the fact that, uh, yeah, they have apparently vanished again. So they might come back. It was very well realized. I, I, I think they'll come back when they're already when they're actually ready to launch. So we we've got the the, the first one over there, which is uh, you want a pizza me, which is um the 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 pizza. The bot bot that turns into a pizza literally turns into a pizza, which is. And I like the uh, I like the second one, which is the hashtag #brobots. Yes. Um, Which uh, does actually have the pizza dude on there as well. It's also got a bunch of the uh, other little guys too. It's really cool that they're embracing the whole hoggedly silly idea of it. And I mean, I actually don't mind the "You want a pizza me" shirt. I do. So the, the second one that we're looking at is actually the uh, report from Cybertron, which does say that the T-shirts are between are about $20, long sleeves are about $30, crew neck sweatshirts are $37, and pullover hoodies are $42. And that's those are US dollar prices. Yep. These things are not cheap. For my money, I think I would rather that Hasbro went along and partnered up with someone like Uniqlo and put out a range of these things. Oh, well, Uniqlo's prices are all quite affordable. Give it 10 years, and just for some reason that you cannot explain, they'll just appear at Kmart. Yeah, that's true. That's yes, true. much like my shirt this evening. Again, <laughs> classic Transformers Optimus Prime. 
All right. Uh, now that I've done that... Um... I do have to point out one thing. I have done a little bit of research. Uh, soda cup person is, in fact, the power of Energon turned Twerple Burple into the class clown of the Greaser gang. And uh, it's a she. W were any of those words? Twerple Burple is the name of this character, the shade-wearing uh, soda drink. Oh, yeah, just just for I clarify. Yeah, so there you go. That's bot-bots in a nutshell. Talk about them in public. Confuse your friends. Make enemies out of other people who just say, just speak English! But, you know, that's half the fun. It, it, do, it does happen. Yes. Prime One Studios. Uh, I, I threw this in because um, <laughs> we always talk about statues and then no, none of us buy them because none of us no. really care for them. However, Prime I One Studios... I, them. I just... My wallet doesn't. I am... That's kind of the same thing. Prime One Studios is uh, teasing a Bumblebee-based, a Bumblebee-styled Optimus Prime design. And uh, look, it's the detail. Their stuff looks amazing. That's it's going to be great. Um, it's also going to like destroy someone's wallet, very likely. I've never met a single person who owns one of these. No, same. No. I feel like it's the kind of thing that I should be paying admission to go into a place and look at it. Also, I kind of, I have. To be honest, like I've seen some of them in person uh, in Malaysia, and they're actually not as impressive in person. Really? Like, uh, they yeah, they have this weird plasticky sheen to them a lot of the time. Like if you want mm. a really accurate version of a movie character, buy a three A figure. Because hmm. I looked okay. at those as well, and those looked perfect. Right? You know, comparing a three A prime and a prime one prime side by side. Like three A is markedly more realistic, but can also is also an actual action figure and about a third of the price. Are you talking about the three A deluxes though? Uh, no, the premium scale, but even so, okay. it's still much cheaper. The big boys, they do look very, very cool. Their prime is exceptional. Mm. Very angular, uh, still very cool. There's a lot of, there's been a lot of uh, shift in the market behind Transformers collectibles in the last few years. I mean, we even had Hot Toys get into it for a little while and then got out of it just as 3A came in. And, yeah. um, you know, we've seen Prime One Studio and Imaginarium. Like, they're all they're all doing things in that, uh, that realm, and they continue to do them. So someone must be buying their stuff. We don't really know who, though. Anyway, this guy is coming, and uh, I'm sure this is not the last we've seen of him. I'm absolutely positive I will spend at least five to ten minutes ogling pictures of him on the internet with no intention to buy him, but at least I'll appreciate that he exists. I think I think that's probably the best course of action. We should ogle them together. Correct. Let's have an ogle. It'll be fantastic. All right. That is the end of the news. Now... Uh, very, very, uh, very, very quickly. Uh, Max and Ash, you both have uh, acquisitions this week. I'm going to go with you first, Max, because Ash has a grail that he wants to talk about. So, right. um, so yeah, I try not to take away time from Ash's grail. Um, so, you know, uh, there is MP44 on the way. That is four hundred. That's like oh, five hundred wow. bucks. I so, see you're holding up. I decided I will have an MP Prime, but isn't that? Um, it's not it's not really for the MP shelf, but a uh, generation toy. I picked up their stealth on a Megatron a while back. Mm -hmm. which, I'm looking uh, up at him on the top of my shelf at the moment. Yeah, and that was a beautiful figure. And uh, he actually came out after their first release of Prime, um, and so their Prime got quite expensive in the aftermarket. But then they did a pair of reruns of about 500 pieces each, uh, one in Nemesis colors. And one in what they're calling hybrid colors, which is just slightly more IDW That's accurate. Colors? That's and amazing. that is this guy right here. Uh, now, hmm. I will say he's not quite at the same tier as Megatron. It's just the transformation, you know, still getting used to it and learning it a bit, but it's not quite as fluid. And there are a few more pieces that don't tab in as well. But that's like going from a 10 out of 10 to a 9 out of 10. This thing is yeah. phenomenal in every way. Um, yeah, perfect representation of, you know, either my favorite or second favorite incarnation of Prime. It varies, but love the character and this captures his likeness perfectly. It's got that nice angular look that is quite distinctive to RDW Prime. It's got his, you know, uh, sort of more rounded off shoulders and the gap in the chest there. So it, re it really captures that line as well. And the hybrid color version is just a bit more um, visually distinctive. So it's got 
a bit more silver on him, uh, a bit more yellow. So it really pops in hand. And uh, given it's Generation Toy, the build quality is like nothing else. I'm such a massive fan of Generation Toy, and that does look exceptional. Oh, God. Yeah, this is only my third piece of of theirs that I've owned, but I've never not been impressed. Mm. Just phenomenal stuff. Yeah, I I started collecting their Constructicons, and just, again, just each one was just, everywhere you look, it's exactly as you'd imagined it to be. You don't see any corners cut, and that looks an exceptional piece. Yeah, and it can also, because of a... Slight design similarities. I'm basically treating him as a surrogate Bumblebee movie prime for the time. Yeah, there, yeah there I can see that. Distinct visual um, stylings that sort of share between them, which is not a bad thing. It's a very good thing, in fact. Oh, yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, honestly, can't recommend it enough, uh, especially if you're a fan of creative transformations. Mm-hmm. Like this, because this guy has a few departures from traditional G1 style Optimus Primes, right? So, especially, he, he pulls his fantastic trick with just. Nice little clever movement of mass with the back panels sort of swap positions with the arms and, and the arms go behind and the back panels like pass over the top and it's just, it's hmm. beautiful to do in hand. It fills out and uses the space of both modes really nicely. So how much did he set you back? This guy cost about 150. Really? Um, That's that was off of for a figure like that. Yeah, that was off of Robo Toy Base um, and including shipping. So like you might be able to find a cheaper... I've, think I saw him cheaper on eBay, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, in any case, 150 mm. I'd say, is well worth it. Like, yeah. And Personally, I find it to $150 is pretty spot on for a really good Masterpiece yeah. Hell toy. Yeah, like a high-quality high third-party figure, 150 is part of the course. And Beautiful, yep. This thing is as premium as it gets. Exceptional. Well, I'm really glad, because I have looked at that figure for a while, and I'm glad to see that it is every bit as good as it looks in pictures. I've, I've been, I've been interested. Well, I, so I've got the stealth bomber. I've been interested in picking up his counterpart, but the stealth bomber was the more sort of iconic of the uh, yeah. the characters for me. Yeah, mm. I think for me the stealth bomber was it was a bit more um, that uniqueness and uh, you know it's quite separated from other Megatron designs that so made you know stood out to me a bit more. Mm. Whereas this is still very much just Optimus Prime, but. You know, as a companion piece, it's it fits right in. Yeah, he goes with him very well. Like I'm still I'm still tempted to get him just so that I can sort of sit them together. But yeah, for now, Megatron, no. Megatron's lonely. Jason, he's very he's very lonely. Me- Megatron. So Megatron has all of his little Megatrons around him. His minions. Yes. I believe Ash has something of great importance to show us. Indeed. Um. Okay. Well, for the people. Uh actually watching this online if you are actually watching online throughout this entire session he's actually been within frame in disguise much like a robot in disguise but i actually had a bit of a strange moment the other day when i was talking with my father who uh, i managed to chat about the other day when we were talking uh-huh. about rc and he actually asked me when did you start really liking transformers i don't know as being my father he was probably more asking as a when are you going to grow out of it kind of thing son but I don't know why, but I just had this snap of going, I remember the first Transformer that I really, really liked. And it was this guy. This is Turbo Master Rotorstorm. Is, is that actually the figure, or have you acquired this is one? Not Obviously, all of my toys were given away by my parents at some uh, point, yeah. much to my absolute distaste. See, but, I, thought, I thought because you were saying that you were talking to your dad, I thought your dad was going to like go, oh, well, I've, I've brought this to you. I'm pretty sure during the entire conversation, I kept thinking, is this going to happen? Will this happen? Does it? No, it's not going to happen. No way. No way in hell. But uh, yeah, from that glorious uh, period where Transformers started to get brighter and brighter colors and just more and more odd design choices, Rotorstorm is a beautiful baby blue helicopter with a neon pink cockpit and translucent pink blades. Now, if anyone has any interest in this figure from the past, you probably will realize that the fact that I have the rotors is incredible (laughs) because for some reason these things are designed to actually come off the toy not because they turn into a weapon but just because they want you to lose them similarly he obviously has the old generation 2 firing missiles same with he has these removable cannons that are spring-loaded to fire them both of these actually work now i actually picked this up for what i consider to be a song from somebody in germany who sent it to me packed beautifully and uh yeah for for fifty dollars, with everything you impressive, st- yeah, that is exceptional because this guy new in box nowadays can get up to four characters. It's 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 absurd to see, but uh, how I actually the, uh, how are the stickers on in there? They look pretty good. 
Dickers are actually really good. You can see, obviously, he's got some shoulder decos there that are really nice. Got the neon pink background with the Autobot symbol, because why not? Uh, some internal detail on the legs is actually red stickers applied there. On his little rotary fin things as well, he's got this bright pink stripe running down it. The only way I've seen on the stickers that's actually noticeable is he's got these green triangles on his forearms that have a little bit of lifting at the back of it. Mm -hmm. But... He's exceptional. He's stiff in all the right places. He holds together well. His gimmick, which is just he has a button that flips down his guns, works perfectly. Both the guns fire. I have two missiles, which is incredible and complete in every way. Some people actually go out of the way to modify this guy because he's a bit of a predecessor to what would eventually become sort of the standard level of articulation with arms that actually move with moving elbows, but he still suffers from the whole the legs are actually, you know, one piece that move yeah. together. But a lot of people will actually saw through that center section and suddenly he can walk. Hmm. Yeah, I see. Yeah. In fact, I love this guy so much that I actually bought a junker version of him off a dude on Gumtree. $20. Looks like it's been chewed by a dog. But I can transform that one as many times as I like and never worry about breaking the rotors. Yes, fair enough too. They just they yearn to break. Every time I touch this guy, that's all I can think about is just how much he wants to have those rotors snap. But yes, Generation 2 Turbo Master... Oh, sorry, Generation 1 Turbo Master Rotor Storm. Neon pink. He's here. He's delicious. Get used to it. Yeah, very nice. Hmm. Um, I do have one little acquisition. I forgot. I realized I forgot to put in the uh, in the run sheet. Uh, let me just flip cameras around here. Uh, I, so after you after you were uh, talking about how much you liked um, one of the uh, siege battle masters last week, uh, I picked up uh, I picked up Aimless at Hobbyco. Um, being being, being that Hobbyco is so many turns into a gun. Hey, uh, yeah, Aimless, yes. <laughs> um, being that uh, Hobbyco is still the only place in New South Wales to have siege figures on sale he cost more than he should have for a retail Still release at a wonderful hobby co premium yep yep that's like, of convenience ladies and gentlemen it's like, it's the it's the hobby co tax um yeah so uh yeah picked him up um i'm pretty happy with him he's good that's um pretty much all i got to say about him the one uh, thing i like about these sort of siege target master dudes is that when they fold up into their gun mode everything tucks away nicely and they become solid I mean, if you squint, they still look like a person pretending to they, be. A gun. I mean, they basically do look like a person pretending to be a gun, but yes. Yeah. At least everything snaps together and stays there. <laughs> Plus, they come with the shooty wibblies. Yes, uh, this guy does uh, does come with a couple of shooty wibbly things. Um, yeah, I believe just, that's a scientific term. Scientific term at this point is yeah. that they are shooty wibblies or they're slashy wibblies. Either way, they are just cool effects to make your little gun have effects for shooting. It's cinematic and interestingly enough mp44's gun actually comes with a muzzle mm -hmm. flare and a shot so maybe we're seeing more of this i feel I, I feel like it's not a coincidence that it's turned up in siege just sort of as it's going to turn up in the masterpiece line as well mm. yeah. guns as accessories and now the guns themselves are getting accessories as well you heard it here yes first. yes accessories for the accessories mm -hmm. i think we're about done does uh does anyone else have anything that we need to need to add in the uh not in particularly. The, in, into the the business of the week? It's not specifically an announcement, but I have actually planned to do my first ever review video. Uh huh. Mm. Uh huh. It's because I received something today. I'm not showcasing it now because I was originally going to showcase what I received today, but I've decided instead it might be worth doing a video. Um, I will be releasing it entirely in the TCCA. Uh, Facebook group so people can look at it, laugh at it and think whether or not it's worth doing. And from there, we'll see whether the future of me doing videos has any merit. Sounds good. Mm. I, I like it. Um, Spoiler alert, it is not what you're expecting. I don't know what I'm expecting. It'll be me with no pants on. I that's mean, that's not, that, that's, that's not a review. That's, but you have no pants on at the moment. Correct. I mean, like, I you're the sort of guy where it's, it's going to be someone, if not, someone's going to make a review of no pants on, you'll know, be, be one of the less surprising people. Yeah. In fact, people would be shocked if I was wearing pants. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's bring things to a close then, shall we? If you are listening, if you've been listening live, watching live, 
Thanks for sticking with us right to the end. You can find out more about these stories and more in the show notes posted on the Facebook page and the Podbean site. Uh, get in touch with us. We love listener feedback. Transformersweekly.podbean.com at TransformersCCA on Twitter. And, of course, the Facebook page is, of course, called Australian Transformers Weekly. And we are all in the Transformers Collectors Club Australia discussion group on Facebook. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Pocket Casts, even YouTube. <laughs> and more. I can't fathom watching podcasts on YouTube, but people do it. That's why we put the video on YouTube. We love all three of you. Yes. Including Brad. <laughs> Australian Transformers Weekly is a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia, as is Brad. TCCA is a registered club in Victoria run by volunteers who donate their time and money to make the club better for everyone. Our goal is to connect and unite Transformers fans around the country. We do it by engaging the collecting community and trying to bring everyone together and go out and meet them and engage with them. So uh, we had a couple of meetups on Australia Day. Uh, We had one uh, one here in New South Wales and one in uh, one in Melbourne as well, and that's what we like to do. We like to just you know keep things keep things fresh, keep things uh, keep people you know getting out, meeting other people, and you know forming some forming some friendships and relationships. Uh, you can uh, you can find out more about joining the club, including some affordable yearly membership options to show your support at transformerscca.com. I don't know why. Upstairs in my house where there is no one just massively knocked a couple of things, but it was a knock for twice, which means I think there's a, I think there's an angry spirit upstairs. I should go and tend to them. Check that is out. all. Yeah, I'm going to check them. Next cat. week, join us, and you can you too can feel stronger, faster, more alive. <laughs> that, is that, is that, that is it. That is it. That is it. That's it. Thank you. And uh, yes, uh, look, I feel more alive already. I'm going to go check out what that ghost is. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, Ida. You have a cat. I do surely, have a cat. Surely it's the cat. Whenever something is banging in my house. So, yeah. so, so that was actually like a distinct... <laughs> like, oh, and, and my housemate is not home. So yeah, I don't know what it was. We'll find it someone out. in another apartment, maybe. Maybe, may, maybe it is the next door neighbor. I don't know. Could be. Ooh, Dave, before, we, before we go completely off, I'll show you what I picked up for $5. Mm-hmm.